Culture Podcast by me, Nick Ratliff. Uh, thanks again for everybody supporting, listening, doing all that good stuff, following on social media, blah, blah, blah. Um, really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed our last episode, um, which should be a special bonus episode um, that I think we're going to call that series. It's like a side series sort of of the podcast called uh, Sportsy Stuff. I'm a big sports fan and uh, we don't really get to talk that much sports uh, within the regular version of the podcast. So I'm having sort of a side little series where we get to talk some sportsy type stuff. Um, and my guest, Micah Shuley, um, who's a good friend of mine, we talked um, our favorite sports documentaries. So uh, go back and check that out um, when you get a chance. And thanks uh, on the regular uh, pod version of the podcast uh, to my most recent guest, uh, Tevin Williams. Uh, really, really enjoyed recording and listening back to that episode. Uh, Tevin is really enthusiastic dude very passionate about the stuff he talked about um which is exactly what we want on this podcast and uh yeah i really think everyone will enjoy that uh episode and um i'm equally equally excited about uh today's guest because uh, i think he'll bring a similar enthusiasm and love for all the things he's going to talk about um i originally met him uh, when we were both students at the University of Kansas, Rock Chalk Jayhawk Baby, um, and he uh, is very knowledgeable in uh, a lot of different uh, pop culture, um, uh, I, d- different things in pop culture, um, and does a lot of things here in Kansas City now, uh, including DJing and, uh, and other things. His name is John Marzette. What's up, John? How's it going, man? What's really good? What's really good, homie? How you doing? I'm good, man. Excellent. Um, so when I was trying to think of <laughs> what all you do, I, I mean, you're a very multi-talented man. I try. <laughs> I try. I uh, generally, uh, at least in my own head, refer to you as a man about town because it seems like you know everybody that i know hey man and a man uh, on the streets that's just what happens that's just what happens um your main gig is like uh is djing right yeah i mean i'm i'm a dj i play a bunch of instruments i was a bunch of bands graphic designer i make a bunch of stuff for people whether it be their posters or their art for their album or Mm -hmm. a flyer lots of flyers uh a little bit of everything you know and then i just do whatever a podcast man myself as you know so yeah yeah the Ask Jams podcast, Better which believe is it. Uh, an extension of a wonderful hip-hop show that you do with Cameron Birdsall, right? That's right. The homie. Uh, yeah. The man himself. Um, which I have had the pleasure of attending a couple of times. Um, you guys just play a bunch of bangers, right? Hey, man, you got that's to. That's pretty much all it is. Of course. It's a, it's of a course. dance party. Of course. Um, but that's the thing. The beauty about that is like we play all the bangers and then might slip in some stuff, again, as every DJ should. Uh, some stuff that they're like, oh, I didn't know I liked this, or it's a remix, or we mix a couple songs together. They're like, okay, didn't understand that, but right. I love it. I yeah. love it. But yeah, of course, it's a dance party. Everyone's welcome. Everyone has a good time, and it's everything I could ever hope. Yeah, I went 
the first time I went was at the Riot Room. Oh yeah, when you guys played Middle of the Map Fest a few years ago. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Ooh, it was a trip. Yeah, I had been imbibing all night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that made it more fun for me. Oh, yes. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> of course, as you should. Um, and that, I think, capped off. Um, I think we had just finished seeing Charles Bradley, the yep. late, great Charles Bradley. Yep. Is that the right. same year? Uh, I believe so. At, he was at the Midland. Yeah. Which yeah. to this day is m- maybe the best live show I've ever seen in my life. Ooh, that's that, pretty good. Uh, that man was like, I think, the closest thing we will ever see. To James Brown, like the close, yeah. closest equivalent, right? I right, mean, and he was like, he was like sixty eight at the time, but he was like still, 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 doing still, the James still. Brown type dances, right? That's how you know anybody over fifty who you see who can still dance. I'm like, yeah. okay, sold. Gone too soon, man. That guy was a singular talent. I know, um, right? Um, but uh, so yeah, I'm really happy to have you on. Honored to be here. We. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, not to get too much into that, but it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode today, so want to quickly get into our, our stuff. Let's um, talk the goodies. But before that, at the top, um, do you have any dates off the top? Sure, sure. Uh, at the end of November, funny you mentioned it because uh, Cameron and I will be doing another Ask Jams at the Riot Room November 30th. Uh, should be a good old time, just like how we mentioned. It'll be great. Uh, all are welcome. We'll we'll be playing bangers, not bangers, everything in between. Uh, whatever you need to do, express yourself. I think I'm gonna have to make that. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yes, I'm indeed. Of course. Um. All right. Well, yeah, we definitely look forward to that. Um, I will be promoting that on our social media as we get closer to that. Of course, and it'll be a party. This episode comes out. Um, but, uh, would you like to go first with the first pick or do you want me to go? Lead the way. All right. Well, um, before I get into my first pick, I I need a little precursory story. Of course. Um, People that follow, especially our social media accounts for this podcast, um, and just follow, you know, know me in general. Right. Um, might've seen this. Um, but as of this recording this past Monday, I went to, uh, see, a band called The Midnight Hour, which is like a jazz, soul, R&B project. Um, I actually talked about their album on a previous episode of this podcast, uh, recommending it in an episode that I did by myself. Um, But um, it is helmed by uh, Adrian Young, who's a super talented uh, DJ, record producer. Oh, yes. uh, Band leader. He does all kinds of stuff. He is a recording law lawyer as well. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. He's, That's sick. He's like he's like you, man. Right. He's just like, like a little bit of everything. <laughs> he does everything. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's him. And then uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, who, um, for those that don't know, uh, was the DJ and I guess a co-producer well, kind of the, the background musical mind. That's right. Uh, of A Tribe Called Quest, the legendary uh, hip hop group. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, for those that don't know me and my musical taste, uh, I'm opening it up more and more to you as this podcast unfolds. But, um, tribe called quest is bar none without question. My favorite hip hop group of all time. Um, they changed my musical world. Uh, the first time I heard the album I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, uh, and they're 
just like one of my favorite musical groups, period. Of right. All time. Right. Um, and uh, I never got to see them perform live. They're basically done as a group after the tragic passing of Five Dog right. a few years ago. Um, but they did get to release that excellent final album, kind of made a triumphant return before, uh, you know, closing it off. It was like a right. storybook ending pretty right. much. Right, as it should be, yeah. as it should be. Um, but uh, never got to see them live. But um, when I saw that um, Ollie and the Midnight Hour were coming to perform at Record Bar here in KC, I had to go. Have to do it. I mean, I had already heard that album and right. I had fallen in love with it. It's it's not hip hop really at all, but it's sometimes it's got a bit of a hip hop flair to it. Sure. Like the the per- percussion and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, after the show, well, first of all, the show itself, um, some of the greatest musicianship I've ever seen live. Right. Uh Pretty much everybody on stage was a multi instrumentalist. Oh yeah, and they would literally change instruments mid song. It's the kind of thing where, like, if you're in a group like that, you have to be able to hang. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I could play this, yeah, this, that, yeah. And, yeah, of course. Like Ollie and Adrian would like Ollie would start playing bass, and Adrian would play keys, and right. they would like switch mid song. The drummer who was a beast, this guy Malachi, I yeah, his last name, but he was just a beast on the drums anyone named malachi is a good drummer no matter yeah. what if your name is malachi <laughs> you're probably a good drummer um but he played keys on a couple songs right um and then the vocalists all played guitar Sick. um it was just amazing but then they ended the show they i've never i've been to a few intimate shows but i've mm-hmm. also been to a lot of like bigger shows yeah and so i've never really had this before where they um, they like spoke to the crowd and were like, uh, Ollie said like 30 years ago, me and my, f- my, my friends, um, they, you know, we started doing hip hop that wasn't considered cool by, you know, the hip hop community at large and people like you who don't like the stuff on the radio necessarily, um, came out and supported us and we became what we became and this is a similar type project so um i and i believe adrian young said like you guys are the real superheroes so thank you we want right. to meet all of you at the end of the show and so i got to meet adrian young who's just the nicest most affable guy right super gracious talked music for a bit um and then i got to meet ali and tell him what his former group meant to me in my life i actually i wasn't expecting this um but i actually did get choked up a little bit i believe it to tell him right um and he was very humbled about that both guys were so genuine i also got to meet this guy lauren odin who was one of the vocalists for the group and he was really great as well um so um all that being said one of the best shows of my life but all that being said the album I want to talk about right today is the Low End Theory by a tribe called Quest, Wee. which literally like changed my my life. Talk like, about my it, musical life. Um, for those that don't know, it's the second uh, release by a tribe called Quest uh, from 1991. I was but a t- 
toddler. Right. <laughs> I was about to say I, I was it, one when I that came out. I found it in college. Yep. I um, had like an addiction to um, VH1 countdown music shows. That's oh, so, first of all, like, didn't we all? Hundred greatest songs. Of, of course. And oh yeah. They had a hundred greatest hip hop songs of all time. Right. And so I was watching that, and. I knew Can I Kick It, like everybody I Like everybody, yeah. Yeah. That's just a song you just have to know. But that was, and I knew it from the Lou Reed uh, right. sample right. on there. Um, but I didn't really know. I had heard their name, obviously, because right. it's such a cool name. Right. Um, but I didn't know any of their other music. And then on that countdown was Check the Rhyme. Ooh. And I was like, okay. Something is happening. What Something, is yeah, this? something's happening here. I mean, I've said this before on this podcast. I'm a huge right. sucker for horns. Right. Aren't, first, again, aren't we all? Especially in hip hop. Right. Um, and like soul music and stuff. Right. But, um, Check the Rhyme has some serious horns on it. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I'm in. And yeah. And um, what really got me was the back and forth, like that iconic back and forth in that song between right. Q-Tip and Five Dog. Right. Which is my f- maybe my favorite thing about them mm. um which you know uh outcast also did so well it, it's you know um q-tip for you know, people that don't know much about tribe was like you know he's q-tip the abstract he talks more about like um cerebral type stuff that's um, right um, more abstract sort of rhymes and five dog is like the street dude he's oh of like, course the sports talking the talk sports references oh yeah more brash and boastful and it's it's a lot like andre 3000 and right big boy it's like the player and the poet type thing god and that's such like an amazing dichotomy in hip-hop right. um and um you know in in check the rhyme it's like yeah i'm point t- five all the time tip yeah i'm point five all the time tip. right but i just love the back and forth and then I found out that it was on the low end theory, that song. And so um, I listened to that very jazz heavy musically. Yeah. Um, very jazz influenced. Yeah. Um, Ron Carter, who's a jazz legend, out upright bass. Right. Who played with, you know, all the greats. Right. Um, is featured all across this album. They um, don't use any like, you know. Um, digital bass or anything. Right, right. It's all... You didn't really have a choice back then. You're just like, okay, we have to figure this out. Yeah, Yeah. it's all like upright bass samples from Ron Carter, which completely adds to everything. Right. Like the backbone of that album. Right. And, you know, uh, with Q-Tip's delivery, he's so laid back. He's like, he's almost sounds like a jazz dude, you know? Oh, yeah. It, It fits perfectly. Um and it just i didn't know much about jazz back then yeah this album got me into jazz right um uh q-tip talks about like charlie parker and stuff right and like his dad always compared what they did to bebop and i was like hey like, i know well, Char- yeah, well, yeah what's that what's I know that charlie, what's this? i know yeah. charlie parker's from kc yeah maybe i should check this guy out <laughs> maybe um, i should yeah just do it do a little and that's the thing any any great project will put you put you on your homework a little bit you're like yeah. all right let me look into this yeah. let me look into this yeah um but the thing that i really love most about their music is uh 99 of their music there's one song 
never made an album thank goodness um do your research uh that was it was not positive and promoted unity and they later went on to regret it i won't get into it much but <laughs> you can do your research on it, it was right a song that was supposed to be on low in theory they years later they all said they really regretted making it but um anyways what i'm trying to say is the message behind tribe is unity um of all types right um positivity um you know fife dog even says on uh i think on check the rhyme um I'm all positive. I don't promote no junk. Uh, right. And yeah, it's just about like bringing people together, which I'm trying right. to do on this podcast. Always, like, always. Of course. Through art and just good vibes. Right. And love. Yeah. Like their last, before their breakup, their second to last album, um, the last album before their initial breakup in 98 was called The Love Movement. Right. Um, and so, you know, they're always trying to promote love. Right. Even if they didn't love each other at that point. Hey, um, we're, we're only human. Yeah. But the low end theory, I think is their is their opus. Yeah. A lot of people would argue that midnight marauders. I think I was about to say it's one a and one B. Yeah. So I'll, I will give it this. I think the production is much more varied and probably a little better on midnight marauders. I would agree. Um, it is a bit of a one note on low in theory but i think that one note really really works i also agree yeah yeah um but i think just as a whole statement yeah i'm a bit more of a low in theory guy but I get it's that. like like i said one a one b i love them equally right i was about to say midnight marauders did a lot especially for like street dudes and people like that yeah. and people were just like oh djing and production and saying yeah. like people who really 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 were like getting into it at that time i think that that did a so lot what, for what's your relationship with tribe like oh man uh again i think tribe hit for me when i would go out again we're talking that lawrence talk for a second uh -huh. but just going out you know yeah. what i mean just going out and dancing to things and yeah. just like that's where samples really hit a context for me uh -huh. you know what i mean in terms of just like hearing jazz but also hearing hip-hop and hearing how it could like mesh and how it could equate to a live type of situation or uh what beats work for getting people moving and what works for uh being at home alone yeah. <laughs> and just like listening yeah. and just like taking stuff in i think that was really the uh the turning point for me uh, when I learned about just like what beats work out, what beats don't work out and where you're like, OK, here's this lyrical miracle mess. And I want to like sit at home and like do my homework to it. Yeah. And here's what works. You know, I'm listening. to Can I kick it out in the club at yeah. the bottleneck yeah. right now? So I learned a lot through that. Yeah. I learned a lot like via live interaction. You're not putting like jazz we've got on at the club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it was a lot of that. It yeah. was a lot of that for sure. Um, so, yeah, I just I, I just love A Tribe Called Quest and also listen to their final album, which sure. Sure. I thought was just like a perfect bars. Perfect way to end it. Bars at every book needs to close. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Um some a couple uh stand standout tracks for me uh were are definitely um bugging out love that one right um 
Have you seen the documentary about them? I haven't. Beats like a chump. Life. I haven't. Oh, yeah. I just rewatched it again. Yeah. I've seen it like five times. Of course. Uh, it came out in 2011 before they're reforming. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like it needs to be updated in a way. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot happened after it. The, it doesn't. It kind of ends on it. Kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth because at yeah. that point. Yeah. There was a lot of animosity between Q-Tip and Five Dog, right? And um, it, I mean, Five Five had a lot of medical issues, right? Since he had, you know, since he found out he had diabetes, all the way, I think in 1990. Um, but he was really going through some stuff during the filming of that, right? Um, and so I feel like they <laughs> need to go back, and I mean, they can't now unfortunately right talk to fife anymore but um i feel like it's definitely like that doc is like unfinished right um, there there i mean that it'll just be an endless story people will tell that story the story of tribe for a long time yeah so i feel like there will but be anyways, another uh, i was getting uh i was talking about bugging out right. um when they uh so like all good music documentaries they're they're like talking about the present when when it was filmed but then they go back through the history of the group of course and they kind of break it up by album and then when they're talking about low in theory um quest love who's like one of the talking heads on the talking about right um, like how they influenced right hip-hop um he equates um uh when he goes yo microphone check one two what is this he um he equates that to when nwa breaks through the i have a dream oh uh, man thing yeah like, as like a statement oh for hip-hop. sure yeah yeah because like fife on their first album people's right. instinctive travels in the paths of rhythm which is a long ass title right yeah um, i was just oh really god cool again was appropriate for the time is yeah, it now but yeah. we get it um Fife, uh, and he admitted this in the doc, like, was only, like, he was really half-assing it. Yeah. He, was, he, he was, wasn't showing up to the studio sometimes. Right. And when he did, he wasn't on time. Right. And so it's a lot of Q-tip on yep. the first one. It's yep. mostly Q-tip. Uh, and then Jerobi, who was, like, in and out of the group, he came back for the final album. Yeah. But was out for most of the time for Tribe. Because he uh, wanted to be a chef and like went to culinary school. So sick. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so wholesome. Yeah. Jerobi is super cool though. Um, he was on the first album a lot. Yeah. Um, and Fife is a little bit, but not as much. But a little more aloof. Low in theory was like his statement. Like right here I am. Right. That and I think Bugging Out is like his. It's the second track on yeah, the album. That's so the standout. It's like his breakout. Right. For sure. Um, so I love that. Fife is like one of my all-time favorite rappers, for right? Sure, because um, I'm a big sports guy, like I said, and right. he's got some of the probably the best sports references in hip hop. Right. History. So just the stars aligned for you with that, like yeah. you're like sports references. The and beats are great. The bars and are he out was of this hilarious world. Too. Right. So it's yeah. just like I love this. Yeah. I love all of really this. Really clever yeah. and really funny too. Yeah. This is I great. Love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love bugging out. Yeah. Um, I've recently going back and listening, re-listening to this. I mean, I never really stop listening to it. Sure. Um, but um, vibes and stuff. You know that one? Yes, I do. Um, I just 
I love the vibe of it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, ironically um, enough, the vibe is right. Yeah, just um, like the percussion on it. Like, yeah. Um, and the dun, 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 dun at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and um, Q-Tip really flows really nicely over that production. Right, right. Um, and then I think the w- another classic that everybody – knows is scenario which is like yeah yeah best how could you not how could you not love it like posse cut quote unquote of all time Ooh, that's a that's a deep discussion like best posse cuts of all time but it's up there it's up there 100 percent uh buster rhymes and leaders of the new school which was his group before he went solo right are featured on there um and um busta like comes with like one of the I mean, ever. of again, rah, of all time, rah, like a dungeon dragon, Ooh. which Nicki, Nicki Minaj, um, and I think a couple other people have um, borrowed that line. Oh, for as, sure. As Who? As I mean, at, at this point, yeah. yeah. Why would you not? Um, so, I think it's like a perfect collection of hip hop. Oh yes. Um, listen to all of Tribe. I would say go through chrono- chronologically. Um, I love everything they do. Sure. The first three and then the last one yeah. are definitely the ones that I love. Um, Beats, Rhymes, and Life and the Love Movement are good, but I think spotty, like hit and miss for right. me. Right. There was a lot of, you can tell there's a lot of strife right. going it on. It comes can, through in the can, record. Yeah, it comes totally. through. Yeah. And there were like too many cooks in the kitchen. Like they had consequence. Right. And um, I mean, Jay Dilla started working with them, starting with Beats and Rhymes in Life. So, like, no big the production, deal. <laughs> production's really cool. Exactly, but right. like, I don't know. It seemed like there were too many people working on it. Right. Uh, on the last two before their breakup. But um, I'd say go through chronolo- chronologically and uh, watch uh, watch Beats and Rhymes in Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest, the documentary directed by uh, Michael Rappaport, who's a funny actor (laughs) a lifelong um well not lifelong for him but um he's a diehard tribe fan um and And sports fan yeah obviously yeah um and that really comes through um in how that film is made his his love and appreciation for them so Uh, and it's a piece of history too like just just do it so you just should yeah Yeah. that's that's i mean like pharrell says it like we probably wouldn't have Kanye and Pharrell said we like he like Q-Tip inspired was like maybe his main inspiration. Oh, my God. We wouldn't have a whole lot if we yeah, didn't have Tribe. Q-tip a whole lot like of a, samplers, producers, DJs, rap. So many. Yeah. Q-Tip so is a many. forefather, especially when it comes to hip hop production. hundred percent. Yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah. All right. Um, You want to get to. A, a pick of yours sure also a question for you just complete yeah. side note have yeah. you ever heard of brass tracks before no you should check them out because i i remember you said that you liked horns and production uh-huh. and hip-hop production uh-huh. uh there's a group of producers they all play like brass instruments obviously uh-huh. and they they produce for chance and a lot of other people oh, really? you would love it 
is like um, uh, Donnie Trumpet. Is yeah, he well, he's not he's them? not in that, but mm-hmm. I mean, same kind of deal. It's, okay, same kind of deal. Yeah, but it's yeah. like they do they do like uh, covers and everything, but they're like brass covers and everything. So like I you would, would think it's like only New Orleans type of stuff, uh-huh. but it's not at all. It's I like definitely. Yeah, they out. do like of uh, Good Kid, Mad City. They uh-huh. do a whole cover of the whole album, but uh-huh. it's brass. Yeah. Okay. You would again. You all would right. love it. That so just put that in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And everybody listening, check that out. <laughs> You're right. Again, if we're talking Amazing. research and shit that you would like, yeah. woo, you would you would love that. John's sure. already coming through. Hello. Yeah. With just some <laughs> stuff. Just have <laughs> that. Have yeah. that. Have that for All sure. Right. Um, for my pick. Oh, man. It also needs a little bit of a backstory. So I grew up in like on like Earth, Wind and Fire. I grew yep. up on like. But also like Nelly, Ludacris. I grew I grew up to I'm like yeah. right. It just yeah. especially being born in like 1990. You're like okay, here are my options: Tupac's, your Biggies, but also you have like party rap. Mm-hmm. So you have your Fat Joes, your Ludas, your Nellies, yeah. all that stuff. Especially being from the Midwest as well. Yeah. Because if we were if we were in New York or LA or something like that, that would be a whole nother world. You're yeah. like, well, okay, Snoop Dogg, it is. Here we go. Yep. You know what I mean? So. For me, my pick is uh, Frank Ocean, Nostalgia Ultra, because, oh, my God. I know a lot of people talk about certain artists or rappers or anyone else that, like, hits them at a very pivotal moment. Yeah. Frank Ocean was that for me, and probably a lot of other people, too. Me, too. Yeah, Yeah, because a lot of people talk about, like, the first time an artist talks about being, like, sad (laughs) or mental health or just how, you know, masculinity or femininity, a lot of stuff that's, like, going on right now was being talked about way back then yeah back when i was like on tumblr and stuff like that and i was like oh what's this like what's going on yeah uh that mixtape because again i was like why can't i find this anywhere why can't i buy this this was it was just a whole lot of everything because i had had mixtapes before just like we all had you know like i had heard you know other artists being on other artists music whether it's a cover or it's a little Wayne Dat Piff <laughs> mixtape yep. or something. Yeah. What, what was that big one that came out when we were in college? Oh my gosh. Oh. Where he was just he was the guy. He oh was like man. On top of the world. Um. It was right before Carter Three. Right. Yeah, I was about to say right before because Carter Three obviously was life changing. Yeah. Woo. I'm saying because oh I remember that I literally remember Carter Three coming out. Yeah. I d- woo, yeah. It changed lives. Mm-hmm. People were like, lollipop, what? Huh? <laughs> but yeah, like being just being on the internet back then and being like, I'm confused and this is weird. Frank Ocean and Soldier Ultra hit in such a way because I was like, okay, we, we'd all heard R&B before. You know, we'd yeah. all heard like, because at that time, what were we listening to? Like your ushers and stuff like that. So, yeah. so when you heard this, you're like, it felt more intimate. It felt raw. It felt like someone on the internet just kind of talking, talking their shit. Really yeah. just be like, yo, I'm. I'm sad. He changed so much. Oh my gosh! Like, when you look at the music landscape right now. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, because that's the thing. He was like a a writer for like Beyonce and other yeah. people before that. Yeah. Under a different name, Lonnie Brow, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just put out that mixtape that I just found on the internet, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is great. This yeah. is so good. It it was the first time I had heard an artist be uh be that open and genuine, and but it wasn't in in a in a sad like put my hand in the air when it's raining r&b right it was more so (laughs) you know what i mean just like a please come back kind of jodeci type stuff yeah it wasn't that type of stuff it was more so just like i'm just kind of confused that i'm here on the internet Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it it just felt like 
it was a one of us type situation. Yeah. And uh, obviously, like hearing Novocaine for the first time, I was like, what yeah. is this? This yeah. is so good. Like, what's going on? Um, and the production and just like the little sounds and everything like that, like the PlayStation noises and everything yeah. and the little. Which uh, continued on Channel Orange. Exactly. Yeah. Which is just. But then that's when everyone figured it yeah. out. Yeah. People were just like, OK, yeah. all right. I'd heard that thinking about you song somewhere before and mm. ah, here it is. Mm -hmm. I found it. Yeah. Um, and again, like we had all heard samples and everything before we'd all had mixtapes, but this was the first time me hearing like someone who could do like Coldplay, but also the Eagles and let's like mix that all together Didn't and make it feel like that, that Eagles track without permission. Of course. Yeah. That's why it's not on streaming. Yeah. But I had to figure that out. Like I was just like, yeah. why is this nowhere? Cause this is so good. Yeah. And it's just, that's, that's yeah. the problem with mixtapes, you know, like if you just, especially the Eagles or something like classic rock, you'll, mm -hmm. you'll never be able to get it out there. So mm -hmm. that was my first time just like, all my worlds colliding. I was and just like, the, uh, 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 the MGMT song. Yeah. Um, Electric feel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that one too. So just come out like two years. Exactly. Before. But Frank was like, I and like it was it. everywhere. Our freshman yep. year at KU. Yep. Like, I always yep. say, like, you couldn't walk by the dorms when it was, like, nice out. Oh, man, you could Everybody had their windows up. Oh, not yeah. Hear that album. That's just what it was. Yeah. It's just what it was. Yeah. yeah 100%. Uh, so, I mean, that's exactly what it was. Like, Frank took those songs and, like, in such a way that I was like, oh, like, you can take something that came out. Like, it doesn't have to be an old, old, old sample, you know? It doesn't yeah. have to be Charlie Parker. It can be MGMT, you know? Yeah. And still just you can flip it this way. Yeah. But also you can sing, like something completely different something that's not hot at the moment but yeah. obviously as we know frank turned into what he is now yeah, and influenced so 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 yep. so many people yep i talked yeah. about blonde on the last episode man, which oh, is like i um i attributed it to like um expressionism yeah oh 100% it's like uh it's more about mood and vibe I rather agree. than um like actual you know actually seeing yes at least on blonde because like, yeah there's like no real i mean it's not um traditional song structure at and all. that that's the thing yeah. that's what's so interesting about it because it is like especially coming off of channel orange it's like mm -hmm. oh okay this is a complete 180 mm -hmm. and uh sometimes 180s can be uh isolating you know because people can be like eh, I'm not into this. Sorry, bye. But I feel like people who like Frank Ocean are just like, this is about right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is expressionism, just like you said. This mm -hmm. is uh, abstract. This is uh, mood music. Really? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's songs to just be like, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. This is this is interesting songwriting production. Period. Yeah. It's all those things. Yeah. Elevated, and that's what it. That's why I think Nostalgia Ultra hit me in such a way because it's proto all that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. Obviously, dude can write songs. Obviously, dude can sing. Obviously, dude can write. But, like, being able to flip it and do all that stuff on Nostalgia Ultra was just so good. And it was just free on Tumblr. Right. So I was just like, this is so good, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So, and obviously, like, the lyrics and, like, just first time hearing, like, because I know a lot of people attribute the whole, like, mental health thing to Kid Cudi and everything like that, mm -hmm. which is awesome for them be like kid cutty saved my life that's more so frank ocean for me because mm -hmm. when i heard songs like we all cry i was like what <laughs> what yeah. yeah and that was also the beginning of the whole odd future thing yeah so that was a whole different wave yeah yeah people like crazy black people skateboard what the <laughs> hell you know what i mean yeah. you know it's not just pharrell so exactly 
It was a trip. Um, came out at a, like a really important time for us personally too. Yes. Like it's 2011, right? I believe so. 2010. Yeah. So like we were right in the middle of college, still <sighs> kind of adjusting to a weird point in our lives. Right. Yeah. Just everything. Yeah. It was getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. Social media was just really, really, really Popping starting off. to get serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just like, well, here are these goofy tweets. Uh, yeah. Here you go. Here's yeah. Instagram. It's when you were still using filters on Instagram. Exactly. That's that's how you know yeah. it was a different time back then. Yeah. 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 That's a great pick, man. Um, Swim Good is another one. That oh, I my God. Like the chorus, just the chorus. So good. Yeah. And that's the thing that it was. It was, again, another time when it was just like, OK, this is R&B in a different way. This yeah. is this is songwriting in a different way, for sure. So um, I. I just made this comparison in my head, but like mm-hmm. uh, Ben Folds uh, compares the chorus to um, Elton John's uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road when he yeah. gets that super high note yeah. um, to jumping off a diving board for the first time. And wow. Like rush from it. Yeah. And when Frank hits the high note in Swim Good. In oh, the chorus, my I kinda, God. I mean, I've never had the fear. I've never jumped off a diving board before. Right, um, right. Uh, same. Yeah. Same. Um I feel like, you know, you kind of get like a little tingle or a head so rush or something. That's the thing. Yeah. I think I think that's a good point. There are certain songs or artists where something is happening, you're just listening, and something happens. You're like, yeah. whether it's goosebumps or something in the back yeah. of your head, but you go, whatever just happened, I want it to happen again. Yeah. And again, it's a high. It's a yeah. rush. Yeah. For real, for real. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're chasing the dragon for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, for real. So... For my next pick, I was going to talk about a TV show, but I can right. talk about it later. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about another album, um, a contemporary album that right. came out just right. a few months ago. Right. Um, from another duo. Right. Um, I you love, just love the duos. I love hip-hop duos. Right. Man. They're my favorite because um, I love, like, with podcasts, I pretty much, no, I only listen to podcast with multiple people or guests on right them. right I can't do the one person it could be tough yeah. I like that one person has to be like almost spastic i love and it just keep your attention the whole time i love it when people who have chemistry play off each other of course um, in anything um but um the album i'm talking about is mirrorland by earth gang yes indeed which i think came out in august yeah i was about to say like six weeks ago <laughs> i yeah. don't know it was like not that long ago early, at all. early september yeah um and they're an Atlanta duo, and they've come out with – let me pull them up. But they've come out with several mixtapes and I think a couple albums. Right. This is their second album, maybe third I album. didn't pay attention until this last one. Yeah. Um, I Their last official album right. I think was called Royalty, which came out on my birthday last year. Sick. And I really, really liked it. Um. So that's when I started paying attention to them. Yeah. Um, like any hip-hop duo from the city of Atlanta, they're obviously going to be compared oh. to Outkast. Uh, no matter what. Just if you're a duo and out in yeah. Atlanta, you're like, oh, okay, you want to be Outkast. But, but first of all, don't we all? I think there is some actual, like, truth to that. I can, Well, I can see it. I yeah. can see any. Not only if you're a duo, but especially if you start to get a little experimental, yeah, it's you're pushing it even more. Um, there is one song. It's the first song called "Up" off. Uh, 
uh, Marilyn, the yeah. new album. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like it could be like on elevators. Sure. You're just like. ATL. Yeah. And you're just like, what's going on here? Um, it's, yeah, it's very, it's kind of, it sounds to me like, I don't know, like weird, like circusy type stuff. And that, way. and that's the thing, yeah. like with the, some of the instruments and samples and sounds that they chose, like, is so just like, it's so obtuse and strange that you're like, okay, I'm on yeah. board. It's going to be a ride. But at the same time, they can like really spit. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Bars for um, days. Of yeah. course. That, that just comes with it. Um, yeah. Up is actually the second track. Um, they and they get some pretty good features on here. They uh, proud of you. People might have heard. Um, it's actually on the new NBA 2K video game. Really? Which is like a, a sick. Big deal. Yeah, I was about to say that's a good if, one if to you land. Get a song on there, like oh, you're good. Pretty big. Yeah. Um, and that's featuring Young, young Thug, which bring he brings Jeffrey himself, yeah. our king, yeah. <laughs> Young Thug. Yeah. Um, that's a definitely a standout. Yeah. Again, Atlanta. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, and then they got a song with T Pain on there. That one is so good. Yeah, that one is so yeah. dang good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, Kalani, who yep. I've heard of before. Kalani's great. Yeah. Again, she's someone I heard of way, way, way early, mm-hmm. super early when she was like, I don't know, 20, 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making mixtapes and everything like that. And then whew, she just blew up. Mm hmm. Um, but, uh, Earth Gang, uh, this, uh, this album, they definitely kind of go in between, you know, like with Outkast, there are definitely some like, um, just like songs about hustling and stuff. Sure. Like a lot of Atlanta. Sure. I was about to say par Um, for the course. Par for the course. But also they, they get out there like musically, like some of it's like just like tried and true, like trap stuff. Yeah. But then, like, they get crazy on some. Yeah, again, Tequila is one of them. Yeah. Tequila is one that's like, I didn't see this coming at all, yeah. but this is awesome. And I think that's the, the T-Pain influence. Like, Exa- again. still, Ooh, man. like, experimenting. And oh, man. He's got a really cool YouTube show. Have you seen it before? Where oh, yeah. brings in producers. Yeah. Makes yeah. a track on the spot. Yeah. yeah. He also, what else does he have? He has, like, school, what T-Pain School of Business or something yeah. like that. Yeah, where he just goes around and he's like, Good idea. Like, mm. I love where T Pain is headed. I lo- I love that he is like where he is now. For yeah, sure. Yeah, he he even admitted on one of the episodes I saw. I think with, I think Kenny Beats yeah. maybe. Um, he's like, I realized one time that I was just out of the loop. I was stuck in my ways. Right. And I had to change everything up. Right. Like the the way I conducted business. Right. The way I produced. I had to start listening to the what the kids are doing right right um I, he was like stuck in like 2008 or something hey <laughs> 2008 was too good i yeah, can understand he could be stuck especially. there yeah um i get it so it's cool that he's like i don't know pivoting a little bit oh yeah and uh, he seems like the nicest guy oh. and he's super talented oh yeah and a great like producer and kind of helped create like his own little lane that other people are inspired by a hundred percent yeah and a hundred percent it's cool that he's kind of finding a way to oh yeah stick around everything changed for him as soon as people saw that tiny desk he did yeah where he just sang because he he's a great singer sing, yeah. he's a great he singer can really sing he can really sing yeah. and people were like huh yeah what and the people oh man it was just like a breath of fresh air yeah you know what i mean 
I yeah. I love how like okay, I'll totally admit when Autotune first came out, right. I, like everybody else, I thought it was like a gimmick yeah. and was like not sure. that into it. Right. But the more and more people are like experimenting with it yeah. and like just messing around with it, I'm yeah. like, it's an instrument. Like yeah. you now we have a Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah. We got a bunch of people from it. Sure. Like Vampire Weekend does stuff with it. Oh man. Well, man, like. And I love what they've done with it. Indie rock in general took the whole like auto tune and voice modulation thing to a whole. It's like. That's almost like a necessity if you're like a car commercial band, pretty much. Like yeah. your chorus is probably just like, feel so good. <laughs> and it's just like auto-tuned and everything. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So thanks, T-Pain. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Thank you. He's a legend. Appreciate it. Um. So, yeah, check out everything uh, Earth Gang does. Do it. Uh, especially Mirrorland. And they were on. So they're on J. Cole's label. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, which is what's their label called? Uh oh my gosh. Um I can't believe it. Oh, I'm Dreamville. Blanking. There it and is. And they released like a compilation album of everybody on that label. I yeah, I listened year. to that. And that that's was really good stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot of bars. A lot, yeah, Tell you that. Stuff. It's a lot. Um so check that out too. It's called uh Dream I think just Dreamville three, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, check that out do it it's good you got you got something else man check out all that brass stuff check out charlie parker check out everything dreamville does because you won't miss i mean they're all great um an artist who's not on dreamville i don't think but is like similar to the whole earth gang thing i was going to mention to you is smino yeah who is out of st louis and everything like that Mm -hmm. but another uh artist who's just like a little bit it's like alt hip-hop almost to call it that because Someone who just like raps a little different and uses different production. Just check out Smino. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? So like a uh, quick little thing about me. Like, yeah, I was that dude who was like really into 90s stuff. And like, right. At a certain point, these last few years, as I'm approaching 30, I'll be 30 in like almost two months. Right. Well, less than two months now. Um, I'm. Like, I don't know about these kids, these rap kids anymore. <laughs> I don't get them. I'm like, I was like T-Pain a little bit. Right. And then. Um, We're Kenny, all like T-Pain a little bit. And then thing. Kenny Beats, who I previously mentioned, who's like yeah. one of the best. Oh, like so good. One of the top producers in the game. Right. Um, he has a YouTube series that I've gotten into recently um, called The Cave. I've seen. Yeah. yeah that's good. It's fun. Different rappers. And I'm obsessed with hip hop production. Yeah. And I do I don't know how to do any of it, but I'm just like obsessed with the process of it. Absolutely. So I watch ton, tons of YouTube videos. Yeah, I was about to say, do you watch like on the clocks and all that stuff where people know about that one. I, I uh watch Rhythm Roulette though. Rhythm Roulette is great. On yeah. the clock is you have to make a beat in like twenty minutes or so. Oh really? Yeah. You should definitely check out I On the Clock. It. You'll love it. But Kenny Beats like um brings in a rapper group to his studio. Earth, Earth Gang was on there. Yeah. Danny Brown, um, and a bunch of people and he he works with a lot of like the the quote-unquote kids yeah the newer artists yeah i'm slowly getting into now because of that right Um, there are good ones and there are bad ones like everybody yeah yeah uh who was it oh yeah will yachty did you see his episode i haven't i haven't (laughs) oh no he he, well he looked like he didn't really care yeah i probably just have fun under the influence of um some 
herb, herbals. Hey, man, um, as it goes, as it goes, sure. But um, he, um, yeah, he looked like he was just kind of half-assing it. Right. But he got just annihilated in the comments. Right. Oh, and I'm sure. It's funny because on subsequent episodes, Kenny yeah. Beats keeps talking about it. Like, right. You better not do what Yachty did. Yeah, don't pull a Yachty. Don't do it. But, um. Uh, like another guy, uh, Denzel Curry. Ever gotten into him? I love recently? Denzel. Curry. I I listen to uh, Ricky by Denzel yeah. Curry all the time yeah. because it makes me want to run through a fucking I, wall. So uh, I, I love it. I got uh, into him through the cave because he was. So they've they've started the second season, quote yeah. unquote, of it now. But yeah. he was on the season finale of the first one. Yeah. Have you seen that episode? I haven't. He murders. I'm sure. Her, I'm sure. Murders his freestyle. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I was like. Okay, I'm into this guy. Yes. And then I saw uh, his. Did you see his cover? He did a Bulls on Parade. By oh yeah, page. of course. I was like, all right. And I was like, this dude is about it. About I'm, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm we into, would be friends. I'm into this guy now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm into Denzel. But anyways, you're talking about Smino. I saw yeah. Smino's thing, so I'm. I've, yep. I know about him now. Yep. So I'm. I'm trying to get into the kids. Yeah, I, I was about to say there's definitely good ones. Uh there's just a lot anyone who's doing it just a little bit differently is I R- feel R- like R- on the cusp. Cool. I was just going to say if yeah. you like Denzel Curry and music that makes you want to lift a truck yeah. and throw it then yeah, Rico yeah. Nasty yeah. will definitely do that yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. So, check out these new kids. Do it. Smino, Denzel right. Curry. Oh yes, Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty. Danny Brown was on on the cave. Yes. Um, Detroit, Detroit's yeah. finest. And, and check out, you know, this is a, a bit of a looser episode, and not, which is totally cool, man. Oh we're, yeah, we're having we're just fun. Throw, we're just throwing recommendations out there, which is what this podcast is. That's right. Check out Danny Brown's yep. uh, new uh, album. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Which is great. Too. It's wild. He's speaking of wild of production. Yeah. Wild. Helmed by Q-Tip. Yeah, of course. My first pick. Right. It's um, all there. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Q-Tip really knows what I think who an artist is. Yeah. When he's producing. That's a good producer. Yeah. To help bring and the best out of somebody. I think the production on that album really fits Danny Brown. I agree. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Weird. Like Danny Brown. And Weird. funny. Yeah. Oh, just that's I the guy. I love Danny Brown. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Danny's house at all? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. God, what a funny dude. Yeah. And a great rapper. Truly. Um, you got anything else? Mm. On the top? <laughs> Text your friends you love them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a suggestion for you. Um, quickly, since I said it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Wow, we've almost got an hour. Um, As it goes. And we haven't been kicked out of here yet, so that's cool. Um... I'm quickly going to talk about a book because I haven't talked about many books on here and I sure. want to include, I do read, I do read. <laughs> um, I am in the middle of a really, really good book right now um, called Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Okay. Um, Cormac McCarthy, if that name rings a bell, um, wrote No Country for Old Men. The Classic. Book. Yeah, and helped with the screenplay of the movie. And um, wrote The Road, which was also made into a movie right. with Viggo Mortensen um, and is generally regarded as one of the best authors of the 20th century. No big deal. Um, and I was just looking through, like, I don't know, like Time Magazine's, like, 100 best books of the right. 20th century or something. Right. And saw that Blood Meridian was 
his highest rated book and I had read The Road and I love the movie of No Country for Old Men. Um, and so I was like, should probably read it. Yeah. I'm going to do a, it. It's a Western. Um, and if you haven't read it, any Cormac McCarthy, he has a very, his style, I guess, is like the actual mechanic, mechanical way he writes is kind of weird. He doesn't include punctuation. Oh. And like, so like, he, that means he doesn't use quotation marks. So wow. So like the character is speaking. Yeah. It, it takes a little while to get into it. That's an that adjustment. Way. Yeah. But it also kind of, once you start reading it that way, really kind of works i don't really know how yeah. to explain it you start to get it yeah you really start to get it um so yeah it takes a little bit of a of a of a time to get into it that way right um but it's a western set um from 1849 to 1850 right um about a character called the kid Okay. He's just referred to as the kid sounds very outlaw I'm yeah. into it um who runs away from home um, on his own and yeah just kind of becomes an outlaw and um, the main theme it's pretty apparent from I don't know the first little incident th- the kid gets into right um, the, the main theme is like is good and evil which you know is in most books classic like, trope yeah classic trope um, but really about like how if there is like a creator or a god or whatever how an all-loving God could let such a horrible world exist or such evil right. in the world exist. Right. Um, and it's also kind of about, about nihilism in a way, too, because the kid doesn't – the kid will, like, kill like that. Sure. If he needs to. Um, but also he does, like, help people out, so it's like – duality of man yeah it's do it's definitely a duality sort of situation um it you know the themes are pretty they're not quite surface level but you know, right it's not you don't have to dig too, too deep on them but yeah extremely well written if you like westerns i wasn't a huge western guy mm-hmm. um but i've really started to get into it right started watching deadwood a little bit yeah um started watching some western movies and um it's definitely a great sort of setting to yeah. explore all of those themes right um and um like i said still in the middle of it but i i already would highly recommend it so. oh yeah that's all you need yeah yeah so it's a great novel blood meridian um, or The Evening Redness in the West is the full title. Ooh. Uh, 1985. What a vibe. And it's it's not that long. It's like, well, it's like 380-something. That's a chunky book. It's, yeah. I've, I, I've, I've I mean, I've, I've seen longer. Bigger. Yeah, there's I've longer. And there's shorter. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, got one more thing before we head out of here mm, i'll throw a bunch of books at you uh tanisi coates between the world and me that's mm-hmm. just like that should be like a classroom mm-hmm. record like have to yeah soon so that's really good um shook one anxiety playing tricks on me by charlamagne the god uh oh, is yeah. yes yeah. is is a very good book uh, especially if you're just like i have to figure out this whole like anxiety thing mm-hmm. everything else uh Let's see. Um, Gucci Mane's book is actually really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
there's a lot of things I didn't know about him, and I just like learned the learned the history of like Atlanta trap and the beginnings of that, and Jeezy and Ti mm-hmm. and Gucci Man, where they all stood there. But mm-hmm. that that's a really good book. Um, I've read DJ Khaled's book, and it's hilarious. But yeah. it's actually kind of nice. Yeah, the yeah. keys, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what else? And uh, as a man thinketh, who's that by? Uh, like somebody regardless if you just search that you'll find it okay but it's pretty much you know the power of thought like if you think a bunch of trash shit you'll be that and if mm-hmm. you think positive yeah. stuff or everything else you'll be that so mm-hmm. a bunch of books there you go yeah. knowledge for you mini All library right. Well, we actually banged out almost an hour-long episode. Boom. Uh, That's cool with all the stuff we had to deal with before. Thank you so much for sticking around, man. I'm an honor. It's past the time we said. It's an honor to be here. um, Thank you for helping with all the technical stuff. um, And I'm really, really glad we got to do this. It's... We've been trying for a little while, and hey, I'm glad, glad we got to do it. We're here. It's a pleasure. You're literally a perfect guest, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. For a longer I appreciate longer it. Discussion. Hey, yeah. anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. And uh, go see uh, Ask Jams. When is that going to be? November, November 30th. November 30th. Saturday. At the Riot Room. Yes, indeed. going to be on, well, not the patio, because it's going to be too cold. Oh, yeah. That'll uh, be inside. inside. Nice and warm. Yeah. Sweaty, even. It'll be the good. The confines of the Riot Room. That's right. Um, Express yourself. So, yeah. Uh Come check that out. Uh, go see John and Cameron. And uh, you want to throw out your socials? At John is the new black. J-O-N is the new B-L-K on all the things. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you do. If you just Google me, you'll find me. And check out Ask Jams online too. Yes, indeed. Um, check us out on Instagram at Wood Recommend Pod. Would Recommend Podcast on Facebook, the Facebook page. Like that. Uh, follow the Instagram. I'm uh, pretty active on Instagram, like stories and stuff. I go to shows pretty frequently. Um, and uh, like, subscribe, rate, review. Let's be pals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>